Welcome. It is 9.07. Hey, Brian, uh, you know, you and I chatted in the first hour about this uh, Guardians uh, charitable motorcycle group. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, because they're getting donations together right now over at uh, Fringe Western Wear. Right. Uh, by the Bass Pro Shops. And I the, told you that for the we families. can't be talking about it because it would be a, you know, paid commercial announcement. So we can't really right. give it Even though specific. it's for the families of the Woolrich, uh, you know, fire that, that, uh, that, that is closer to the Menards, and, though. Huh? It's closer to the Menards. It's kind of in between Menards and where that steakhouse used to be. Oh, is that where it is? Yeah. But that's yeah. going on today? Yeah, it would have been going on today, but well, I mean, since it is they going didn't on today, promote we can't it talk about it. Right it now. is going on today. It's going on until 2 o'clock, and they're looking to get like household items and clothing and anything that people might need. Well, they didn't uh, promote it in advance, so I'm sure yeah, they're but, not going to have any people come by, and we certainly can't talk about it because they didn't pay for the announcement. Right, but what I was going to ask you is can I tell people that if they go to uh, GaryNolan.com, I have all the details listed there under Woolridge uh, Fire. Yeah, I don't think so, no. Can't even tell them that. No, you can't tell them to go to GaryNolan.com because the information would then be visible to them, which, you know, in turn is a paid announcement. Like a paid, I'm really yeah. sorry about that. All right, well, I'm sorry that I can't help them yeah. uh, to get donations. I'm kind of a mean guy that way, aren't I? I've noticed that about you. You are indeed. <laughs> uh, but uh, instead, I'm going to change directions. Show and tell, my favorite part of the program. Garson? What you got? Ooh, I got some cool stuff today. Yeah. Um, so, I, I guess Ruger has finally got the revolver line, like, running full speed. Um, I've got uh, a Ruger SP-101 here, uh, which is their all-stainless uh, two-inch um, carry revolver. Um, these are just little tanks of a gun. Um, they're super reliable. Um, I mean, they're just overbuilt. I mean, I, I don't know of a revolver that's more overbuilt than um, the Ruger's. Um, we got a couple uh, SP-101s in 357, and I think one in 38 Special in stock. So I've got a couple of these available. We even got a GP-100, and I haven't had any of these in, in over two years. Um, so, um, and so good carry gun because all stainless, you know. You're you're not going to rust this thing. It's it's well made. It's got some comfortable um, rubber grips with plastic inserts on it, and I think the 357. Yeah, we got 750 on the 357s and then 700 on the 38 special. Um, so these are, uh, if you've been needing a revolver, um, these are great options. And Smith, I don't know what Smith's doing. They haven't turned out anything but a few 38 specials in in ye- a year. Um, all their larger frame revolvers seem to just be n- non-existent right now. So um, we got a bunch of these in stock, and I, I think I even have a few more of the 357s in route to the store sometime next week. And this thing, I don't know how long they've made it. It's almost a classic. I mean, it's been around a long, uh, quite a yeah, while. 30, 35, 40 it, years. And it's just such a nice, solid little revolver. Yeah, I mean, they're just, yeah, like I said, little tanks. Um so hard to beat that if you're looking for a carrier revolver um, or, you know, just any kind of revolver. to. If the GP100 is a larger version of that and is a, a great little target gun or if you want to shoot i or something, um, it, it's a good, good, robust revolver. The 1911, I think, is gone, so let's move on to the next <laughs> well, one. So, um, <laughs> Don't hurt me now. This, this Springfield Ronin, um, I guess a guy came in with two of these. Um, and traded them for something. So we got a, we, it's not a match set, but we got a set of Springfield Roman, Ronins um, in two-tone. So 
So that's the the uh, heavy blued slide um, where it's got the French matte finish on the top, which is super classy, uh, on an aluminum, um, brushed aluminum lower frame with, um, it looks like rosewood, rosewood, yeah. rosewood grips. Um, and it's the fancy um, sm- half smooth, half checkered rosewood grips with Springfield's logo embellished in the middle. Um, and this is a four inch uh, with a full size frame. Um, so, uh, awesome little carry gun. The only negative is it's only got a left, a right-handed safety. So if you're a lefty, um, you're kind of out of luck. But yeah, we've got two of these. Um, we took in trade, and um, this one's got a few scratches on it. I'm guessing from carry, but it, it's lightly used. And if you're looking for a carry gun, it's um, would be a great way to get into a fancier gun than you would normally buy for this amount of money. We got 765 on this one, uh, fiber optic front sight, and a uh, a tactical rear sight. So it's got that the rear sight is hooked, so you can you know use the rear sight to manipulate the slide. So nine mil, how many rounds is that? Is it ten? Oh, what is this? Uh, it is not marked for the nine mil. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a nine millimeter. I'm sorry. So it's a 1911 and nine millimeter. It's the EMP. Uh, I guess I did skip over that. I thought I just had Ronin and kind of thought everyone was on the same page. My bad. Um, it's a nice. Gun, I'm guessing though. this is a, a nice nine or a ten round magazine. Looks like it. Yeah, it's a nice price. Um, I'll say I think it says on the box, but I forget where I put the box. <laughs> well, that's all right. I'll just take the box and oh, okay. and the gun. If well, you I got mind. two of them. Do you want both? Yeah. Could you? Yeah, I can do that. But um, bull barrel. Um, so no bushing, which is kind of annoying to take down if, if you don't like messing with those. Uh, full-length guy rod. Um, the trigger, for some reason, um, is is polymer, which isn't horrible, but um, I'd probably change it out with a, uh, a fancier aluminum trigger just for my own tastes. Well, in 45, it's what? It's 8 plus 1, uh, but it's 9 plus 1 in 9 millimeter. Ah, there okay. you go. Yeah, there we go. Gary, Gary with the save. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, and, and uh, Dale, keep your hands off it. <laughs> just telling you. So, mine, yeah. mine, mine. Um, unfortunately, I just bought another gun. Um, so I can't buy this gun. But we just got a DSA uh, SA-58 para foul. Um with a 20, 21 inch barrel, yeah, um, super slick. Um, you know, uh, these are made in Barrington, Illinois. Um, so three hundred eight. Wait a minute, they make guns in Illinois. <laughs> Springfield is in Illinois. DSA is in Illinois. Rock River is in Illinois. I, they have a ton of gun companies. That's just wrong. I'm I don't, sorry. Don't, I don't, we, under, I don't understand how they stay there. Um, I would think they'd run for the hills. Shouldn't the Chamber of Commerce be knocking on their door and inviting them to come to firearm-friendly Missouri? Yes. We'll yeah, to big to time. I mean... The Parson administration to go courting. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it would be it'd be a wise decision. But so Anyway, I interrupted um, you. The, the FAL is known as the, the uh, f- right arm of the free world. Um, it was adopted by NATO or almost every NATO country except for the U.S., because um, we went with our homegrown M14, even though the FAL trounced the uh, M14 in 
military trials, we still decided to go with uh, an upgraded Garand. Um, but the FAL is just an amazing rifle. Uh, there's metric and inch patterns. Uh, this is an inch pattern gun. Um, Peep sight. Yeah. Um, Pretty cool. And so, yeah, that was the cool thing. So every country in NATO adopted this, except for us, and then um, made whatever modifications to it that they wanted. But there is magazine and ammo compatibility throughout all of NATO because of this. And you'll see variations. Like this one's got sand cuts, which, um, you know, the Israeli guns had sand cuts. And some of the some of the guns that were in more um, desert-like environments went with sand-cut uh, bolts. So, um, and then you know they got carry handle models, non-carry handle models. Um, top covers were replaceable with suit optics um, or other type of Stenang mounts, depending on where they were from. Uh, but it's a gas piston, adjustable gas block, so you can tune this thing to match your ammo. And, and really scrub off all that extra recoil you don't need. And uh, you said ammo, it would, uh, eight, what, what was it he said, eight, uh, eight rounds and one bullet working that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that would be good. Um, you know, the they did, they did try duplex rounds in these where it was, you know, two bullets in one round. Um, so, yeah. What's the price break on this? Uh, these are, I got this one at 1915, um, and this is the first FAL we've had. Probably in five or six years. 1915 is a really good deal because uh, I've seen them listed for over 2,000. Yeah, and so this is the para. So it's got the it's got the folding rear stock, and then the recoil system is is uh, located in the top cover. Um, so I snagged this one last week, and then this week I snagged uh, one of the regular fixed stock versions. So that should be in the shop sometime next week. Uh, but unfortunately, before we got this. A Springfield Hellion came in, and I, I had to buy that. Well, yeah, I can see where you'd be forced to, to do that. You're not married, I can tell. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and no right. cats either. No cats. No, no cats. <laughs> no cats. No cats. No, no, no. Oh, man. I got to... See, I can't say it on the air. I got to wait until till we're in the break, and that's coming up now, Garson. Yeah, now he gets my name right. Now I'm not Sean. You're getting, you're getting what's come. Do it, come do it, Ryan. It'll be in just a few seconds. You're listening to Gary and Guns. It is uh, 22 minutes after the hour. Uh, Garson is in from Graphs. We got Chuck Basie on board, and uh, we've also got Dale Roberts, uh, MoGunlaw. dot com, and uh, we've got uh, practically the entire store here from Graphs uh, in Mexico. So, uh, Garson, continue. Oh, that was it. I only brought three. What are you carrying? What do you mean, what am I carrying? What are you carrying? What's your concealed carry? Bring that out, too. We might want to buy <laughs> that. Might buy it. It's, it's usually not, it's what he does. Isn't it? if, if you want to buy more guns, Garson, you it, might have to sell um, something. The way it, you're it, it's not for sale, but um, if you want something like it, we do have a third gen uh, 5 7 in flat dark earth at the shop if you, if you want to be like me. You have a, a 5 7? Really? Third gen. So it's optics. So the ready. trigger has been improved. Trigger's been improved, and it's optics ready. So you can put a red dot on it. Really? Yeah. What's the price on that, and why didn't you bring it in the studio so we could play with it? I brought it in when Scott was here. That's it. I was going to say, you I were, remember. You were, you were away doing something important. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you brought it in when Scott was here? Yes. Yeah. And you still got it? Uh, well, I got a couple. Oh, you got I a couple. A couple. I mean, they're, yeah, they were available. 
I got a PS92. You don't have one of those yet, do you? A bullpup? No, I don't have one of those. That's what you need. No, no, shh. Gwen listens. That's what Gwen needs. Well, no, Gwen, Gwen does not need a bullpup. She does Gwen, not need... Gwen listens so she can find something to get you for your, like, 97th birthday or whatever's coming up. No, she doesn't. She listens so I can get her one. Oh, well, that works, too. Whatever. Yeah, well, that works for you, but then you're not paying the bill. No, no, no. We don't want to. We don't want to bring that up. Uh, eight uh, seven four ninety three ninety. The toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Ohio Democratic gubernatorial candidate Nan Whaley is uh, well running a campaign largely centered around restricting the right to keep and bear arms, and it isn't going well. The former mayor of Dayton has been trailing uh, Mike DeWine, the Republican governor. Uh, in fact, by so much that she has yet to get within single digits. <laughs> she's running on gun control, and she's 13 points behind. Jeez, 13 points. Have we, have you ever, I mean, that's not even close. That is a landslide. What's that, um, a shellacking? Yes, a shellacking. Um it's it's amazing. Right now, the Real Clear Politics polling average uh, is an eighteen point five point spread. Eighteen point five <laughs> spread. Chuck, you're laughing. Why? Um, that was actually somebody oh, that, else. But yeah. um, I, I'm not surprised by any of this. What 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 puzzles me though is is uh, how how uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania are right next to each other, and how the the uh, politics could be so different. In those well, two states. Ohio is just a better state. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know this because I'm, of course, from Ohio. Right. And I have uh, I have a lot of relatives in the Cincinnati area. Do you? So, yeah. yeah um, anyway. Well, she was the mayor of Dayton, not too far from Cincy. Uh, and uh, she's been trying to attack the governor because he signed a constitutional carry bill in the state of Ohio. And uh, also uh, a bill that lets uh, school districts allow uh, for volunteer, vetted, trained school staff members to carry a concealed firearm on campus. Um, but that hadn't gotten her any, any traction either. 18 and a half points. Would you love to have won uh, an election by 18 and a half points? Well, I came close the last time I won by, I think, uh, 14, 15 points. Did you really? Yeah. Man, that yeah. is, that's a, that's a landslide. And that's yeah. the same guy that's running... Yeah, and, and that's a 50-50 district, too, right down the middle, politically. But uh, the rural Democrats are... Believe it or not, they uh, they don't buy into a lot of this nonsense that the uh, Democrat Party's pushing right now. Wow. Uh, apparently, there was a, uh, an Ohio voter uh, poll conducted by Baldwin-Wallace, uh, and they found majorities of all demographic groups, including conservatives... Gun owners uh, and gun owners support a number of steps referred to as common sense gun restrictions. A whopping 85% favor expanding background checks for gun purchases. 79% support raising the minimum age to buy an AR-15 uh, from 18 to 21. And 75% approve of red flag laws that let the police temporarily remove guns from owners deemed to pose a danger. Uh, those numbers make it really clear uh, where the people in Ohio stand on gun control, but she's not getting any uh, any ground on this. And I always love the uh, 
I, I don't think when, when the people are being polled, they understand the implications of the question uh, or it's being explained. If 85% expand, uh, are in favor of expanding background checks for gun purchases, where are they going from the retail store? Is it, you know, if I want to sell Garson uh, a, a gun? Well, aren't they all being taken into Chicago to increase their gun violence? Probably that in St. Louis, but... But, but the point, and I think you're absolutely right, that people don't understand the implications of, you know, the question that's in the poll. You know, it sounds good to say, oh, we should have background checks on firearm sales. But people think, oh, yeah, so we should start doing background checks on Internet gun sales. Sorry, that's already required. We should do background checks on sales at gun shows. If you're an FFL, that's already required. And the one thing that's left is, if I want to loan my shotgun to Chuck to take out this weekend, they want to impose a background check on that? Or if I want to let my brother use it? I mean, what else is there? Yeah, I don't think they understand it. And they think expanding... What I think they're thinking is, you know, expand it so the bad guys don't get guns. But there is no way to expand it beyond where it is, uh, where it would effectively change anything. It would just make life more complicated for the rest of us, uh, and it wouldn't accomplish anything at all. And 79% support raising the minimum age to buy an AR-15-style uh, semi-automatic rifle from 18 to 21. But there are a lot of semi-automatic rifles that function similarly. They just look different. And if you're 18, then I suspect you'd still be able to... You just couldn't get an AR or maybe an AK, but that would be it. it that just wouldn't do anything, would it, Carson? I mean, other than take away rights from law-abiding citizens, no. Yeah, I mean, semi-automatic rifles are a dime a dozen, You'll, you, as the old saying goes. You know, and with uh, the border wide open, uh, I'm sure there's as many illegal guns coming across as there are, you know, packages of fentanyl and other drugs. No, 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 no. If you oh, no? ban... Okay. Yeah, if you ban it, it won't happen. If you make it illegal, ah. it'll just stop. Perfect. It worked with drugs. Yeah, I, I think it's been a raging success, he said facetiously. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Gary on Guns. <clears throat> it is uh, 935, and in uh, Pennsylvania, they're doing something they ought to do all over the country, including here in Missouri. I'll tell you what that is next. Uh, Garson is in from Graffs in Mexico, Missouri. We've got Chuck Basie on board with us, and uh, we also have Dale Roberts. I got a message here uh, from Jim. He says, hi, guys. I recently tried out a SIG P250. Overall, I thought it was a nice gun, but I couldn't stand the double-action trigger. I understand why it might, might be necessary in a revolver, but what's the advantage of having this in a semi-automatic? It makes no sense to me. Uh, Garson, I think that's yours. Um, I mean, it's just a trigger type. I, I, I mean, there's there's... Lots of different designs, um, you know. For for a target gun, yeah, you know, a double action trigger doesn't make any sense. But for for a a, a duty or a, a, a you know military firearm, um, you know, you're you're most likely going to be wearing gloves or you know in a high stress environment. So you're 
your ability to differentiate between pulling the trigger and not pulling the trigger is lessened, um, and and you've got a lot of adrenaline running through your body, so you're stronger than you would be in a in a non-stress environment, or I guess not stronger, but you know you're going to be physically more capable of pulling the trigger more easily. Um, so they they don't want a bunch of negligent discharges in those kind of situations. So a heavier trigger is is not a detriment um, for that type of firearm. Um, and that would fall back onto a concealed carry user as well or somebody trying to defend their house. So, you know, everyone complains about triggers are too heavy or trigger pulls are too long. But um, in, until you've, you know, experienced a high-stress environment like that while shooting your gun, you don't know how stupid light some of these triggers can be in in a competition or target gun okay there you go that's your answer jim you got a question you send it to me at garynolan.com uh let's see in uh, in pennsylvania the uh, prohibition on switchblade knives has been repealed uh it uh, kicks in uh january of uh, 2023 so you can have a switchblade I don't understand why a state would let you carry a gun but not a switchblade. Uh, Dale, do you have any indication of why that why that would make sense? Oh, switchblades are scary. Well, guns can be scary too. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I absolutely I absolutely don't know. And uh, the statute in Missouri, I don't deal with knives often, if at all. But the statute in Missouri on knives, I think, says if the blade. The definition of a knife is something that has a blade less than four inches. So if it's if the blade is less than four inches, by definition, it's not a knife in the first place. So if you have something with a blade less than four inches and it springs open by pushing a button, I'm not sure it can be a switchblade because a switchblade knife because it's not a knife if you follow that logic. Um, I have no desire to carry one. I mean, I really oh, yeah. don't give a rodent's rectum if somebody wants to. I just don't understand why uh, a weapon that you can use uh, and, and uh, effectively from, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet, you know, long, uh, you know, when a knife would be absolutely useless, but you can't carry a knife. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem to make much sense to me. Uh, anyway, they're doing that in Pennsylvania. They ought to do it here. They ought to do it everywhere. It doesn't make sense. Uh, well, we I, did that in 2012. We did what? Um, we removed this uh, prohibition on automatic switchblades in 2012. I thought it was still in effect. Um, I'm I lo I'm looking it up right now. Um, provided a given automatic knife does not feature a blade longer than four inches, it should be an ordinary pocket knife. Yeah, well, that's what he just under, it, Dale just yeah. explained the four inch thing. But if you've got one that's any longer than four inches, it's illegal, isn't it? Um, I don't see... Yeah, well, there's a Federal Switchblade Act of 1958, which remains in effect in all states. But, yeah, um, it says it was uh, removed from Missouri law in 2012. Yeah. It, and it, as well, it should be that uh, it, it, if you want a five-inch blade, you should be able to carry it. It's silly to, to ban one uh, and, and uh, not the other. And that's not an excuse to ban both. That's an excuse to unban both. The, the federal government, where did the federal government go with the right to ban a switchblade? 
Okay, what what one don't you wonder, Chuck, what the motivation would be to federally ban switchblades? To keep us safe. <laughs> I, I you know, I don't know. It's just uh, you have to go back and Was there like a big switchblade knife problem in nineteen fifty seven? Drive by knifings. Yeah. Could yeah. be. It, it's it, you. You look at some of these laws, and you go, "What the hell were they thinking?" Maybe that was the weapon of choice instead of a hammer back then. <laughs> yeah, could have been. By the way, uh, Brian is in Facebook hell. Just so you know, <laughs> Facebook jail or uh, Facebook hell or Facebook yeah, jail, I got, whichever. I got the dreaded notification today that I have violated community <laughs> standards for the. How many times is it now, Gary? This is <laughs> at least the third time. I'm still on Facebook though, but I don't know if much, how much literally. Yeah, Brand, Brandon didn't access your account and do something, did he? No, no, he's it was me. Banned a couple yeah. times, right? What? I just put up a meme that I thought was funny. It was about Paul Pelosi getting hammered for the second time <laughs> in weeks, <laughs> and they didn't like that. Yeah, no. So they, uh, I violated community uh -oh. standards. I need to get on Facebook real quick. Yeah, <laughs> you won't <laughs> send that meme around. You won't find that meme. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think I need. I think I've shared it. What was it? The I don't always drink, but when I do, I get hammered. Meme. N no, was that that, one? that was not the one. It was. I think. It, I think the one that uh, Brian put up was uh, Paul Pelosi has been hammered at two crime scenes. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, that's that's enough to get you in trouble, buddy. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the last time I was accused of. Uh, Promoting suicide <laughs> with a socialism meme. It was so stupid. These people have no sense of humor over there. None. What? Nope, not at all. Uh, all right, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Gary is uh, on the line. He's got a question. Gary, welcome. How are you? Hey, good morning, Gary. Morning. Hey, uh, um, back, uh, the reason for that knife ban is look around. You said it was 57. Look around what movies had switchblades in them and how was, they were used. I was thinking that and thought, nah, that they, they would do that over a stupid movie. They had movies back yeah. then? Yeah, they would. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Brando? Uh, yeah. Uh, didn't he play in a motorcycle gang? And Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of that. But, and I what? thought, nah, they, would, they wouldn't have done it over that, but. All I can remember is a streetcar named Desire, but I know it's not that. No. Um, the other thing I had is who controls our... Um, uh, I just totally went blank now. You guys got me offline. Um, the um, uh, military for Missouri. Uh, what is that called? It's, on, it's National on, Guard. Uh, The National Guard. The National Guard. Does our governor control that? Does the federal government control that? It, Who controls the National Guard of Missouri? It's under the Department of Public Safety right now, and there's an amendment on the ballot, uh, Amendment right. 5, I believe. 5. And that, that would just basically uh, give the governor more control over that. And I think most of the states, uh, well over 40, already have that, but the governor has uh, uh, control over the National Guard. So it, it, it passed overwhelmingly. There was there was only two no votes in the in the House of Representatives. I, I just looked it up, and um, so it was a very bi bipartisan, overwhelming yes vote on that. So um, okay, yeah. So on that amendment that's on the ballot, you'd want to vote yes. Uh, I would. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I'd vote yes. 
Okay. I was just confused about that because it seemed to me that somewhere along the line, some some federal agency somewhere uh, called up the National Guard in, in one of the states. And I'm going, how can they do that? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I could be totally, you know, making this up too. Actually, I probably am. No, I'm not. <laughs> I really thought I heard that somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, hey, listen, I could turn into a Democrat if I can make stuff up. Yeah, you could run for oh, office. No. Yes, you could run for office. All right, Gary, yeah. thank you for the call. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more politics uh, now that we have uh, Chuck Basie uh, in the studio with us uh, for the next election. You're listening to Gary on Guns. It is uh, it's 949. Glad to have you with us. I was just reading a piece over here. If daylight savings time was made permanent... Instead of lasting only from mid-March to early November, it would save 33 human lives, 36,550 deer, and $1.19 billion. It would additionally avoid 2,054 human injuries every year. Uh, this is the uh, sunny view of researchers, University of Washington, who advocate a once-and-for-all instruction that the sun should set an hour later. Uh, just quickly around the table, daylight saving time or just normal time in favor of locking it into one? And if so, which one? Garson? Yeah, I'm, I'm behind the Brad Chernago act of what year was that? Chuck? 2015. 2015. Um, get a, do away daylight savings time. I don't care how split the difference, put it on permanent daylight savings time, put it on permanent standard time. I don't care. Just stop doing it. Either one. Uh, I, Chuck? It doesn't matter to me. Uh, you know, I'd be in favor of doing away with it, but I, I've never been bothered by the time change either way. So, Dale? Uh, I've always thought the time change was stupid, and only the government would think that if you cut a foot off the top of a blanket and then sew it onto the bottom of the blanket, you've got a longer blanket. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, government logic. So I don't care. Do it. Don't do it. Just stop. I mean, yeah, I, I even doubt. That, I even doubt that this was an idea proposed by Ben Franklin because he doesn't seem like that stupid of a guy. I thought this was a World War II thing. I, I know, but it, it started World War One. We started doing it then, but I think Ben Franklin actually. They claim that Ben Franklin proposed it back in the day. Well, Ben Franklin. I don't think they had time. Did they did they have um, um, time zones back then? No, I don't think they even had time zones. Well, you were the only one around then. You'd have to tell us. <laughs> uh, no, I'd have to ask Brian. I was still a kid. <laughs> Um, it, no, I don't think they had time zones back then. I don't think they, they knew to to break it up the way uh, the way we do well, now. Time zones came around when the railroads started running across the country, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they would, so they'd know just how late they were going to be. <laughs> Before then, everyone just used a sundial. I don't know, Brian. Is that what you used? Yes, it was a sundial. Uh -huh. Sundial. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, very quickly before we run out of time, let's uh, look at a nice one at Shelter Gardens. <laughs> Let's find out uh, one more time uh, the guns uh, that uh, were brought in, the firearms brought in uh, from uh, Graf's. Uh, go through that real quickly if you could. Uh, DSA SA58 FAL, which is awesome. In it's a paratrooper. Right? Yeah, 308, 20 round mag. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful gun. I mean, the FAL shoots a, one, a timeless, one timeless design. One one bullet at a, per round is that <laughs> one 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 
projectile. Um, you know the thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he quoted her. Per magazine, hundred round, hundred magazine round thing. And it'll jigger. take your lungs right out. It blow your lungs right clean out. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I got a bunch of Ruger SP one hundred ones in thirty eight and three fifty seven. Um, the GP one hundred, and then that pair of Springfield Ronins. Do you have to buy the pair? Can you, just- you know they're they're available individually. But um, it was just strange that one guy came in with two of them and traded them for something else. Yeah, you don't want to break up a pair, do you? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you keep the family together. It's not fair to the kids. All right. Uh, <laughs> strange. Uh, let's see here. A metric that is used to justify claims of AR-15 lethality have been debunked. The story is at Bearing Arms. It's called Theoretical Lethality Index. The TLI. Are you guys familiar with this at all? No. An article no. by Duke Law Professor uh, and uh, Wesleyan uh, history, history Professor uh, argues that gun control laws should vary based on the dangerousness of the firearm. And they claim that danger is easily assessed by using the theoretical lethality index. That's a metric that was developed uh, in the 1960s by a uh, military historian named uh, Trevor Dupuy, D-U-P-U-I. And uh, apparently this is not a particularly good guideline for the risks possessed by different firearms. Um, This was actually for the military, and these guys want to use it for non-military context. Um, if If it is valid then uh, it, it to be used in the civilian context, then the TLIs of modern firearms aren't much different from those of a good rifle from the early 20th century. So the level of gun control necessary from modern arms uh, would not appear to be greater than the level of gun control in the early 20th century. It's totally useless. But they're looking for any way they can to get around the Supreme Court's decision on uh, gun control. And uh, there's one uh, story I read where there, uh, there's a... Hist- no, I, I talked to Dave Rowland about this, I think. They're using a historian um, to try to find gun control laws from the 1700s. I, to the best of my knowledge, there were none. I was going to say they they won't find them, and we you know obviously I mean this was two or three breaks ago that we were talking about this during the break, um, you know the Heller decision from the Supreme Court, 154 pages long, examined every piece of history they could find presented by both sides. Uh, I don't remember the page length on the McDonald decision, but the New York State decision that came out this year, 135 pages long, and again they scrubbed the history to find everything they could and the arguments the the anti-gun people want just aren't out there there's there's not anything to support them you know i'm i am confident that gun control laws as we've known them for the last 50 or 60 years are as the result of that last supreme court decision going to start falling uh, i don't think it's going to be too terribly long uh, and they're going to say, you don't need a permit. You can't make anybody get a permit to carry. Uh, and I think that's going to mean you can drive into Illinois, uh, 
Washington, New York, uh, carrying your firearm, and there won't be much they can do to stop it. Uh, and I think it's going to make the left absolutely crazy. Err. Uh, you know, crazier. Yeah, crazier. Uh, but, it, it, Dale, can you see that unfolding? I mean, it looks, based on the way that decision was written, and you're the attorney in the crowd, it's hard to justify any gun control laws. You know, I'm not sure because I'm I'm trying to think about some of the things that were said in the, you know, the Heller decision and the New York State decision. And there were some provisions where the court said, you know, you can still require, you know, we, we can still keep guns away from felons. We can still keep, you know, restrict automatic weapons. And I thought there was a provision in there that said, you know, we aren't. We aren't negating licensing provisions, but, you know, the court is not supposed to make a decision on an issue that's not before it. So sometimes when they say things like that, they aren't saying we wouldn't do it. They're just saying it, saying there's no need to talk about that today. Um, it's but, not part of the case. Right, right. It's not what we're but, trying to decide. But I, but I will say, you know, immediately after that decision came out, New York started passing new anti-gun laws, and those are falling left and right. So yeah. you may be on to something. All right. Well, we got to run, guys. Thanks for being with us. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, grandbaby. Honey, I'm coming.